On last week's episode, we each gave our top five lists in terms of which Street Fighter V characters will be the biggest winners of the upcoming balance patch, and now we're running down our top five biggest potential losers all on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Hello, hello. How are you doing this uh, this morning? Is it still morning where you are? Yeah, it's uh, not morning where I am, but it's morning where you are because you're on pagan time. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I'm almost there to the afternoon time right now. Um, it's... I'm having an interesting time. I'm having one of those like really kind of challenging last couple of weeks, but a good challenge. Like I feel like the challenge is like invigorating me and getting me to a good spot. And yeah, does, does that make sense? Like it, it's kind of like a weird thing. It's like I'm being challenged, but I'm being challenged in a way that's very healthy where I feel like I'm, I'm kind of on top of it. Uh, and I'm going to fall off like three seconds now, but I, I feel like <laughs> yeah, that I'm makes total right sense. Now. It's like one of those positive things that gets you forward in life. Unlike I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I, I played a, a session of street fighter earlier today and it went, it went in my favor. I will, I will start with that. But I, I lost a handful of times in it, and the losses are all I can remember right now because mm. of the way they went down. And I don't want to talk about it more than that, but I'll just let you know everybody knows what I'm talking about. You've all been there before. <laughs> I have a hunch some of those characters are going to be on our list today that we talk about. Uh, yeah. But let's get right into it, actually. So let, let's let's address this and say that these are the characters we feel are going to be the biggest losers here in the final season of Street Fighter V, where basically they're going to get hit the hardest. And mm-hmm. there, there's there's a case to be made for some of the characters who are very low on the tier list where if they are very bad and they don't get anything, like you can make a case for them like they, you know, that they're the biggest losers and stuff like that. But our list kind of focus on like a different aspect where these are characters that we feel are pretty good uh, at worst and that they're going to get hit hard enough where it knocks them further down the list, right? Yeah, and and how hard was it for? Okay, there were a couple obvious ones, sure, but mm-hmm. how hard was it for you to get to five? It was hard. Like Me I too. I I had a couple honorable mentions, and I I ended up on like I, I really thought about it for a couple hours, like really you know walked around my place and stuff, and I'm like, what separates these two characters? And so I'm very comfortable now with my top five, but getting to that top five, it took me a bit. So mm-hmm. yeah, same. And I think we'll probably have the same number one. But I'm more interested in, well, actually how it's all going to start because we're starting with the least likely. So these are actually the hardest characters to put on the list for us. <laughs> yeah, actually, okay, I'll start here with number five, M. Bison. Um, ah. This guy is, and, and just to, to preface this, we did not like say who's on our list. We don't know like who's yeah. going to be who. That was news to me. Yeah, and this guy is so dumb. He is one of the most basic characters in the game, and he gets to those spots where he's really good with minimal work on his end. Uh, I used to main this guy. I played him back in Season 2 before Monat came out, and I really understand fundamentally how he works. I still play him a little bit to this very day, uh, just kind of like when I want to scrub people out and stuff like that. But he is far too good for how simple of a character is. And, and I would love to see some adjustments to like his EX stomp, like just having it do less damage overall and then having fewer invincible frames, uh, making it much less of a just do it move and hope for good things to happen. That is a pet peeve I know of both yours and I's. And I think Bison just reeks of that with this move. It is one of the worst moves in the game in terms of like, well, I'm just going to do it and hope it happens. I remember it was like Dogra versus someone else and he just did an EX stomp and it, and it won in the match 
match and won him a tournament match, like a high-level tournament match. This was like, you know, top eight, top 16, something like that at a big major stakes tournament. And Dogura looks over at the guy he's playing against, and they both just kind of look at each other and laugh like, I can't believe how stupid that was, and it worked. You know, and, and those are... <laughs> Those are that's not how you great. want a tournament match to end is both people looking like oh that was stupid well sorry man see you later all right I guess I'll advance into the bracket <laughs> exactly it's like those are those are not good moments to have you want especially uh, coming down at the very end to have those those moments be very meaningful and not have kind of like that sheepish look. And I think Bison's one of the most guilty parties of of really being just a dumb character. And I will say I, I got I got a little bit of. I can't believe I'm saying this, but push back on M. Bison. Um, not that he's not a dumb character, not that he hasn't been amazing for forever, um, but if he did get nerfed before, you feel like there's more that's going to happen since the last patch. Like there's been justification to further nerf him because I, I don't know that I've necessarily seen that. He hasn't stood out like a particular sore thumb, given there's not as much opportunity to do that in 2020. But are, are you seeing him specifically in this last year appear that way? Definitely, because Bison placed in the top eight of CPT events, um, uh, uh, 18 total events this year, right, that have all played out. Uh, we've got Capcom Cup coming, but 44% of those, those events, Bison was in the top eight, and he even won a South American tournament. And this is still one of the more dominant and better all-around characters in Street Fighter V. And it's a bit of a travesty to me that he's so brain-dead easy to use on top of that. That's my big issue. I don't have problems like if Bison was just this exact power level, but he like took a lot to play. I'd be like, okay, sure. You know, that, that works. Like that's not the worst scenario on the planet for that, but he's so easy to play. This is like, he's like, I'm having to do like 20 more things than this guy is. And he could just mash his face on the joystick and charge inputs are hard. <laughs> and, and this is one time. That's why I use that example of Dogura and stuff. And it's just, it's like, look, it, it one of the things that in your favor, though, I will say is that Bison's tools are not very diverse, right? And so if you tweak a few of them, he could definitely fall down the tier list considerably. Uh, and, and I get why Capcom would be cautious of making changes for that reason alone. Um, the main buff, actually, he got in Season 2 was a standing light kick becoming three frames, uh, and that shot him up the tier. So he got a handful of other things too, but like he didn't get a lot in season from season one to season two, but he the things he got just like really shot him up. And so if Capcom tweaks a few things, I can see him falling down a lot. Yeah, he, well, I don't even know if he's like a on the cusp. I mean, I, I believe it in theory, but I've always felt like Bison's definitely solid. And then following that he gets a handful of nerfs and he's still just hanging out up there, just EX stomps his way back up to the top five or whatever. Um, I do want to ask you, where do you think Bison generally is on the tier list right now? He's no worse than top 10. And if you have him in the top five, I think that's probably fairly accurate based on, on the tournament results we have seen. Uh, he's won an event. And he, like I said, he's in the top eight 44% of the time. That's that's one of the upper echelon characters. I, I ran stats for most of the characters we're going to be covering today. Um, the ones I know of, at least. And, mm -hmm. and, and Bison is in the upper echelon right now consistently. Like, And so I, I, I think there's a case you could say he's not top five, but like, a, there's definitely a case that he's in there as well. Okay, so here's the next kind of level of this process. Not only do you have to come up with your case, but then you have to think about how will this resonate with Capcom and mm -hmm. and the Capcom that's that's doing the balancing today because it seems like a different Capcom does it every so often. Um, so, so do you think that this is going to resonate with Capcom, though? 
Uh, that's one of my big. They haven't really wanted to hit certain characters, and it feels like Bison's one of those characters. Exactly, and and that's how come I do look at tournament results as kind of like one of my number one criteria for stuff, and and not just online player or whatever. I want to see like how that character is doing in tournament, and I think Bison's reign of terror has lasted long enough you know kind of thing where i think that he's a consideration it's it's not lost on me what we talked about too it's like this is my number five like he's just on the edge and there was a few other characters i looked at i don't think there's a ton of sore thumbs here and definitely i feel way more passionate the further we get up the list sure this is the first one right and it was hard to pick this one yeah, yeah and, and so great point there on your end. Uh, so Bison, like he's on that. I could see it. You know, I could definitely see it. But if you told me it was going to be Cammy uh, or someone else instead, like I could see that as well. Like who's in the right same there. exact boat when you're talking yes. about easy to play, too easy for how good they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, Bison has definitely been an issue for me in that exact kind of vein, uh, and still continues to be to an, to an extent. But man, when I I, I run into a lot more Cammies while playing. And uh, actually, that's one of the characters that just kind of put me in a that I allowed to put me in a bad mood. Uh, which is like, you know, you, you here comes allowed to again. put you in a bad mood. Have you ever played against a Cami before? Like, <laughs> that I'm trying to take ownership, extreme okay. ownership. <laughs> but yeah, it's like so many Camis will just. It's already she has such a a dial in strong approach i know we're not talking about cammy but we're also talking about cammy for a second um just if you're if you're playing her uh, without a, a lot of like a cavalier just like throwing stuff out there but then she can do all this stuff where she manipulates her trajectories and very quickly zips across the screen and it's like maybe it's not gonna you're, you're not gonna get hit by a bunch of random ex spiral arrows unless you're me and you suck but you know for the most part but the, it happens enough that uh, it just she becomes that kind of character that's going to do that kind of stuff. And it sucks that it's so easy to do. And it works enough of the time that people yeah. keep doing it. Yeah, exactly. And this is something that both you and I have, have transitioned with. Uh, and we call them dumb characters, D-U-M, you know, kind of thing. Like we, you got to spell it wrong when you're talking about dumb characters. <laughs> um, and I, I went from playing Bison to playing Monat. I went from a very low-end technical character to a very high-end one. And seeing that through that lens, I go, oh my gosh, I have to work so much harder to get some of the same benefits that Bison gets just by tapping a button. Or, or not even like tapping a button, just by getting hit. You know, and, and it's kind of ridiculous at a certain point. And it's like, when you're removing that incentive to play a character that that's that much more technical because they're not that much better than the, the the less technical character. It's like, what are you doing? That's bad design. You're removing incentives to play more deep characters when, when this game has had issues with depth kind of all throughout its history. And that is a problem. It's like, like, look, why would, you know, why would I think about throwing, you know, rock or paper when I, I can just like throw scissors and scissors, like for whatever reason beats everything. It's like, well, of course. Yeah. Scissors. Boom. Like (laughs) an unintended pun there, but, um, and, and John, you went through this too. Like, I turn this back over to you. You played Nikali, who's one of the dumbest and most basic characters in the game. And you went to Seth, who's one of the most complex and, and intense characters. And I know you've spent, I've watched your your, your uh, CFN account, or our Steam account, and I've watched you just sit in training mode for hours. Can you talk a little bit about what that transition has been like? And I'm not saying everyone who plays Nikali or, or in Bison stuff sucks and is dumb. Like, Problem X is amazing. Uh, literally, genuinely an amazing player. Um, but As like Hot Dog 23, yeah. Yeah, and there, it doesn't mean that if you play these characters, you just freaking suck and whatever and all that kind of stuff and you haven't earned it it's just like it's bad design from my, my standpoint and i look at that much more as a capcom problem than a player problem mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, most of the training mode stuff that I'm doing is just practicing hit confirms and or uh, V-Trigger 2 setups on block and on hit and all that stuff uh, with Seth, which kind of sucks because I've, I've kind of migrated away from V-Trigger 2 because it just doesn't seem to pay off enough. Um, but that's its own conversation. Anyways, uh, yeah, there's been a lot more to it and there's been a lot more training mode uh, necessity with Seth and I still haven't reached the kind of um, understanding or, or I guess... Uh, ability that i had with nikali although i spent a lot more time with nikali and it was a lot more straightforward so the learning curve is uh is is quite different you know i think i had equal fun with both to be honest yeah. or, or or lack thereof um but it sucks when you are when you're operating in a space where if all the characters were like that or were not like that fine but it's when you mesh them together and you have some that operate in this space and some that operate here. And, you know, it's not the only factor that goes into how someone's going to analyze the game and either be happy or, or, or feel like it's it's balanced in a certain respect or not. But when you have this kind of scenario, it just makes it that much worse. And it, it, it makes it land that much harder when you lose to it and, and when you see it play out in front of you. And, and it's like that feeling of injustice that somebody else had to do so much more or that or that I could have just gone back to Nikali and just dialed in some stuff compared to more of the stuff that I have to do with uh, with a more technical character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 not the greatest look, though. I can tell you that. And it's something that I think uh, developers should keep in mind going forward because it's 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 a big problem for the game when it when it manifests at least to the level that it has in street fighter five yeah winning at the character select screen is a, a very succinct way of putting it and i want to be clear here that that having basic characters is not a problem you want characters who are more friendly to beginning level players and and people who want a more simple experience who don't want to have to go into training mode for 15 hours to just learn a basic combo and all that kind of stuff that's not fun for a lot of people that is 100 percent fine to have characters who fill and fit that need you just don't want those basic characters being some of your best characters in the game because they discourage that kind of exploration and other stuff. It's like, well, I can just EX stomp my way to victory. Why would I not do that? Why would I learn a 15-hit combo with Seth that you know requires me to have five hands and other stuff? It's just I can EX stomp and boom. You know, and that's where that's where we take big issue with this stuff. And in fighting game execution, it's a thing that is our history. It is it's why Zangief's like um, uh, Ultra Super or whatever is a 720. It is a super super powerful move and if you can execute that and do it in the right ways it brings the oohs and ahs to the audience and you know that player worked hard to set that up it's not just hitting a button on reaction and, and doing seven thousand billion damage whatever zangief does right there he is working to set that up and that is part of the magic in the history of fighting games and when you dial that back when you take that away to give someone an overpowered move it hurts. It sucks. It it cheapens the game, and we don't want our game cheapened. We want a good, damn, solid experience. So give it to us, Capcom, and nerf Bison. Boom. <laughs> but you anyway, know, I, I will tack on there though that at least they did it. As far as these rules go, they did a decent job with Falcon Ed. <laughs> That's not necessarily uh, something that you want to post on the fridge about, right? But yeah. but I mean, they're super simple input characters and whatnot. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I didn't put Bison on my top five here. I, I hear your I hear your argument, yeah. but I, I do think that they've probably put him where they want him more or less, and it was hard enough to to nerf him last time. So I was I was happy with that, but I'm not expecting more. I will be pleasantly surprised if they do. Yeah, I, I hope so too. But who do you have at number five? Number five. This was also the hardest one for me to pick, and uh, and I had to think about it for a little while. 
Um, of course, most of the time you're going to be looking at the most recent characters and anyone that stands out in the in the like the, the last year of DLC. They're going to be the the most likely for a lot of this. But this is a season two character, and actually a couple of my characters are from season two. Now that I look at it, uh, it's Abigail. Oh wow! Abigail is interesting. Um, is he overpowered? I don't think so, and I haven't I haven't felt like he was for the majority of this season, but. It is on just one Topanga with Abigail. And as far as our results go, I didn't watch it myself. And I know there's been some some murmurs of him. I think you said he used some Honda, but maybe I'm mistaken. But it says just Abigail. At an earlier tournament, yeah. Okay. So, but he used Abigail to get all the way through freaking Topanga League against a handful of the absolute best in the world playing a variety of different kinds of characters. Abigail, bless his heart, is, as we've established, a, a grapply brawler type of character that tends to be at a certain level, kind of loses the nuance and is kind of binary compared to some of the other character archetypes and therefore ends up being one of those fighters that you really, at least the way he exists now, what makes him good versus not is kind of a, a an unnuanced knob that either just gets turned up or turned down. And if it's too high, then he kind of is like in a separate class of his own where he's just like, I don't care about what you're doing. I'm just trying to hit my one move. And that becomes too simple of a process. And we saw that in uh, with Flying Colors in season three. And we don't want to go back to that. Now, it's not season three Abigail. And again, this is the number five character. I'm, I'm not betting on this to be the case. But if I had to pick the fifth, this is who I'd put there. Because if he's able to beat Poison and you know, Akuma and Falk and G and, and, you know, and all of these different types of characters. I don't have the list in front of me of everyone that it is on beat. And he's able to do that without being a pocket character. It's like Abigail's not the one you want up there. And and mm-hmm. maybe he's not the best, but he might still be too high for what you would want out of this character. So that's where he kind of gets into this, uh, to this arena for me. Yeah, in the history of this is very accurate because you look at, and Capcom calls him like a brawler instead of a grappler. He's a freaking grappler. I still don't get that. I don't. <laughs> I call it, him a brawler, man. That's yeah. I think he is. I, I don't know what the hell he is like officially like and then Capcom plays so fast and loose with their terms anyway. Sure. It's like I don't even. I don't know, but I will say Abigail is someone I considered, and and you. He just didn't make my list because it's like, I think personally he's in a good enough spot and they've kind of hit him so hard enough. Like, and he's just got enough people playing to be relevant and interesting that I think he hits that sweet spot. But you never know when Capcom is going to hit someone. I could totally see what you're saying here. And if like I had to bet Bison versus Abigail, like I wouldn't be confident in that bet. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, yeah, I could see it really going either way. Uh, I think you have a very good point with him winning Topanga League. That's a big thing. That was the Uh, thing that put him over. Yeah. yeah. And without that, I don't know if that is as much of a conversation, but we know Capcom pays close attention to tournament results. They talk about them all the time. As much as you and I are talking about what's happening in tournaments and other stuff here on the podcast, Capcom is doing that behind the scenes. And, and they care very much about what the tournament scene is doing. And you will see nerfs or buffs to characters in tournament that Capcom depending on how this character is doing that Capcom might feel is like perfectly okay. Like uh, for example, I, I talked to developer and they said that, that vanilla Seth or vanilla, I'm sorry, uh, vanilla Sagat uh, in street fighter four, like he was wrecking people behind the scenes, but it wasn't until that he started wrecking people in tournament that they saw it happening. Like what the player base was doing that they're like, this is a huge problem that we're going to adjust. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, 
I, I, I can tell you numerous stories basically of Capcom talking about tournament results and how that factored in and what they did with it. So it's a heavy consideration. And on that fact alone, I think you have a really good point about Abigail. Considering that, again, it's I'm not dying on this hill. Yeah. If I have to flesh out this top five list, I did not have a number five. And then when I really sat and thought about it, saw those results, and I'm going, you know, the nature of this character, he's different than, you know, he he's not fighting to be in the top five. That's, it's kind of, and this is weird to say, but it's kind of already wrong if Abigail's up there. It's like, it's not a good look for your game as far as... As far as he exists in the way he does now, I'm sure there's a way of doing it, but that's I haven't seen it yet. And so if he's as good as he's kind of emerging to be in these very, very recent times, then I think there's an argument. Yeah, I, I think he's walking the line because of who's winning with him. Uh, I don't think a lot of people are winning with him. I think it's mostly just it is on. And that's like that to me is OK, but that's just my personal opinion. Uh, again, I agree with you that I really do think that Capcom might consider knocking him down further um, right on that fringe. Um, but shouldn't he have like terrible matchups where he just because of how all or nothing he tends to be because of how, like, you know, big body grappler characters slow and, 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 you know, they get zoned. Right. But then you yeah. see him like beating the likes of poison. I mean, I'm not I'm not an expert for sure that he shouldn't beat poison but man i mean when he does it's like okay so he beats the mid-range zoner that's like making everybody freak out and then he's also yeah. doing well against akuma and doing it's like where is his weakness man because you better have a weakness for a character like abigail yeah, to me personally, that, that speaks much more to Izan than it does Abigail himself. But he's a better type of grappler than you would normally expect, to your point. Uh, he's not the Zangief grappler where the, the matchups are so wild, right? He's give, been given some pretty good tools to kind of get around the zoning, like with his tire. That's a big deal that he can sit full screen now and actually get that out there and have uh, a, essentially a projectile, whatever you want to call it, on screen that helps him navigate some of this stuff. It, it really did even out some of his rough matchups. And so I don't think his disparity is as bad as Zangief uh, is right now. Like Zangief, I think really has those heavy pendulum swinging matchups where it's mm -hmm. like either heavy in his favor or heavy against him. I think Abigail is more even killed. I think that's ultimately what you'd want, but history of a grappler character is it's so there, there, there's a lot of nuance in there, right? Yeah. So, all right. So moving on to number four, uh, I've got Colleen and one of the main things, things that was always kind of lacking for Colleen, in my opinion, getting a, getting a significant nerf was her lack of tournament results. And I think those days are for the most part over now. Nephew took a CPT uh, tournament, the North American tournament with her, and you had five other Colleen players placed in the top eight of CPT events during this year. And I think 2020 overall was her best performing year. Mm -hmm. We just discussed Bison, and to be clear, Colleen's results aren't as good as his. They're just simply not that Bison has a good bit better results than Colleen does. Um, He's also way easier to play. Yes, exactly. And and so Colleen has a very, on that note, Colleen has a very good diverse set of tools that you have to dig in to, to play well. She's a footsies based character. She has all that other kind of stuff. And so the main thing I can actually see being tweaked with Colleen has kind of been the sore thumb that everyone talks about. And that's her V trigger two uh, being two bars. And it's such a robbery V-trigger. It's such a kind of an unearned thing. And almost everyone has talked about that being three bars. And I finally think that her tournament results are strong enough for Capcom to take notice of and say, okay, let's make that change. Is it just so, make it two bars or is there more to it than that? Uh, just make it three bars. I, I, I think or really, bars, yeah. yeah, I think that's really the main thing that she needs. Like, I don't see a lot more there, but that's such a significant change. We've seen that be a very big deal for a lot of people. 
But I, I think that I think Capcom has a tough time justifying that in the past, and I don't think they have as much of a tough time justifying it now. Capcom uh, has she, been has had such a insert expletive relationship with V triggers here. It's just I, they they love their V triggers so much, and the V triggers mm-hmm. have been such a point of of grief for so long and, and it's like they have nerfed them right they've they've made the activations a little different and they've they've tweaked here and there but hot damn we're still we still have g's v trigger one we st- there's still plenty of problems with v triggers and it seems as though the the evidence is like you just need them to be less prominent less powerful yeah. maybe that just means that that when the character does the v trigger move or whatever when that once they've activated they use more of the bar and you don't get to do it 7000 times maybe it's like you get to do the really super good thing once or twice and that makes it a comeback mechanic man not like this is what you're trying to do so that you can win the game because like everything is v trigger I also have Colleen as number four, by the way. And, oh, and wow. the okay. main thing is V Trigger 2. But here's where I um, I think that her V Trigger 2 absolutely needs to be nerfed. Making it three bars is a good first step. I, I even think that as I'm playing against Colleen players, um, there's one player that I run into a lot. He, his name is uh, MX Gus. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's way up there. He's like an ultimate grandmaster or something like that. I think he, that uh, he's one of the people who have placed top eight in the CPT tournaments this year. Oh, there you go. He, he's, he's, he's one of the people I just cited. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so uh, MX Gus, uh, that, that's, so that's my main uh, experience with Colleen in recent times and such. What I noticed, though, is like so often the, the game will go until V-Trigger happens, and then it changes completely because now she gets to zip about the screen and kind of take a lot more chances and whatnot. So then my reaction to that is, okay, you need to turtle up and let her kind of spend this because she's just at a matter-of-fact advantage, and this guy is pretty damn good with his reads and mm-hmm. has got a bunch of crazy stuff where he throws hail up and then zips on the other side and comes back, and it's like, am I playing a buki here? What the hell's going on? <laughs> but... Uh, and so I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to ride the storm out. That's my strategy. And then, so some crazy thing will come flying at me and I'll somehow block it and be like, all right, nice. And uh, I realized that it didn't even use the V trigger meter because it's like just using the extended hit boxes on and, and, and things along those lines. And a lot of the stuff I, I like, does her dash even use it at all? It's like, no. And, and I don't know. I don't think that she burns the meter appropriately now. All that said, if you took away the power of V-Trigger 2 and you really kind of nerfed it down to just be like where she can do one or two of these crazy movements and then it's over, does she have anything left with the rest of her gameplay or is she going to be plummeting down the tier lists a la something like Monat from her season three nerfs where they yeah. where they nerfed her V-Trigger? I actually, I disagree with Monat. Um, um when when they nerfed her V-Trigger in Season 4, she was still great. She was still, a, I, I forget if she won tournaments, but she was getting f- very far up there. Like, she still held up pretty well. Um, so I did want to clarify on that. But but on your point, though, I know in Japan that, that Colleen's V-Trigger 2 being two bars has been a big point of contention, and it hasn't been as bigger as big uh, uh, of a point of contention over here. In, but in terms of does Colleen have enough to fall back on, she's a really good footsie-based character. And you play against my Monat all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty much footsie-based and other stuff like Monat still even pretty good right now it's just the meta of the game has shifted enough to where i think monot's fallen down maybe a little too much a little too far than than where she should be right uh but she's not a terrible character right um no she she fell into like the mid tier but also she's very seldom played now where like yes. everyone had their like pocket monot well not that's that's not 
right but there were a lot of monots a lot of them. and a lot yeah. of monots playing way placing way up in in tournaments and then when those nerfs happened we saw a, a substantial change in the usage of the character and the performance of the character yeah and, and then primarily you're right though that was her uh v trigger one that was changed from from one bar to or from one bar oh my goodness uh, two <laughs> bars to three bars uh and, and but she still held on enough i actually think colleen is is gonna hold on a little bit more because I think she's pretty good like with her footsies and her setups and other stuff she's not just a V-Trigger character she's pretty good all around but that V-Trigger really feels too robbery like it feels too unearned for what she gets from it and, and I again you're not the only person saying it I'm not the only person saying it like a lot of the, the Japanese players are saying it and I think a number of other people are picking up on it now that she won a CPT event uh, that, that we're seeing her much more prominently than we ever have and I think Capcom's gonna kind of see that and, and put an eye on it. I'm not guaranteeing Colleen gets those nerfs, but I could see it happening. It's it's why I have her at number four. It sounds like you're kind of in a similar boat there. I think that she actually, as I as I consider it, she's a pretty decently balanced character outside of V-Trigger. And then I go, well, no one's going to want to play her if they got rid of her V-Trigger. It's kind of like a whole, like, I'm going to play her because I can get the go to that V trigger and that's what's awesome and fun. Uh, mm-hmm. But if she's doing all the other stuff, which is, which is strong, it just doesn't seem to me like it's going to hold up against the other characters that are, that are ridiculous in those avenues. Yeah. Right. Or that, you know, like, or another character that does have their V trigger intact. It's like, well, I'm, Colleen, there's, yeah, I think you have to work for it. I think she's got, yeah. she's, she's a well-designed character. And so she doesn't fit well into the top echelon of this, of this game unless she has this goofy V trigger. So I, I kind of worry for her in that respect, but also, yeah, I, I do think that it's been long enough where this trigger has not been touched and it definitely needs to be. Yeah. And I, I will say on that note, actually, it's a good time to address it with the meta of the game. I'm really hoping that they knock characters down. Like there's no, everyone in kind of in the top five right now gets something nerfed and, and they bring everyone's power level down a good bit because you have too much separation between that, that upper echelon of characters at top five, top 10. And I want everyone kind of more around the 10 level. And we discussed this in season four, like that's exactly from season four to season five. It's exactly what we wanted. It happened in some cases and in some cases it did not, but I think the game is overall better for that you you really want to dial back the ridiculousness mm-hmm. and just because and i agree with you that if you remove this from colleen it could be too much but if you adjust everyone else around her properly as they should be everyone wins then sure you're, you're really dialing back the dumb at that point uh, at least that would be my case for it you know we'll see what capcom feels <laughs> about that but gonna, are we living in that <laughs> timeline are you putting money kinda, on that it kind of happened here in season four. You know, I mean, I will give Capcom credit in that regard. Like, I don't want to get too far afield here uh, because these might be some of the characters on your list. Or, and I know some of them are on mine, but I will say with, with specific examples, there, there are cases where they knocked some of the characters down or at least attempted to. And the results may have been mixed on that. But they did seem to... I, they, I can't think of a single character that was considered high tier in season four that they, they actively tried to buff. Um, there were characters that are close to being high tier and they definitely buffed them way too much. Uh, but I don't, I can't think of anyone who was like clear top five that they're like, Oh yeah, let's buff that character. It was pretty much like, let's nerf them universally. And I think that's what we're going to see a repeat of. That's typically what they do. Uh, my goodness. I might've just, um, angered every single person on the internet now that I'm forgetting some obvious character they did it with. Uh, we will see. Uh, but anyway, John, let, let's let's move on here. Who do you got at number three? Number three, Urian. Yeah. Is that who you yeah. have too? I have met number two. But oh, yes. okay. Uh, yeah. So, well, okay. So I call Urian Akuma Light. Yes. Um, 
So I have Akuma at number two. We're just going to have this conversation here because they're they're fairly connected, at least in the way that we're approaching here. And uh, hey, there are two and three reverse here. Yeah, I um, actually have Akuma at number three. So yeah, there you go. That, well, that's why I figured. I'm like, you're not going to do this list without having Akuma on the list. Uh, yeah, so. it's yeah, it's we literally have them in exact reverse order there. But anyway, let, let's start with Urian because he's next in your line. Okay. Okay. Let's so, do that. Yeah, Urian is incredibly frustrating to lose against a lot of the time. Um, and, and when I'm playing against Urian, I find myself kind of distracted from the fun of the game with his stupid overpowering unfairness. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like his, So they've already kind of done stuff with him last time, but and, and they added some recovery on certain moves, and that was good. Uh, but at the same time, he really didn't get knocked down too far. They they messed with his standing fierce punch, but they gave similar properties from what they took away from that to his quarrel kick. Yeah. And and really, it, like it, Urian just gets. He's not easy to play, but he still falls in that category if he gets too much for what it takes to to do it. I mean, it's it's he's too okay, efficient. Okay. Uh, I, I, no, I agree, but I completely disagree with you at the same time. So well, let me let me clarify sense. on that. Um, <clears throat> He's known as a pretty easy character to scrub people out with at high levels of play. And a lot of people hate playing against this guy with a passion. When you saw losses during the CPT to Urian, I think I saw more complaints about him afterwards on Twitter than any other character in the game. People hate losing to this guy and get scrubbing out, scrubbed out mm-hmm. by him. And these are top-end great players. So it's not like, you know, oh, you know, Joe, that's like Silver Rank got scrubbed out by Urian. Oh, no, and stuff like that. This is the best players on the planet going, I freaking hate losing to this guy. He it's just not just me, right? He's got that overpowering yes. unfairness that when you lose to it, just it, it extra sucks. Yeah, and so you're right, though, in that like some of his more technical stuff is genuinely hard to do. Uh, you see some of the headbutt loops, you see that other stuff, but he doesn't have to use that stuff. But it is there, and it is it is important at some levels of play and other stuff. But you're you're not seeing him constantly have to go through that, right? Like it, this is not Monat's V Trigger One, where it's like you better master that crap and pull it out at a moment's notice, or you're going nowhere with the character, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is Urian that like he and his his Aegis Reflector stuff. Like there, there's some technical stuff stuff in there but his scrubby stuff seems to be too good and it can be used so much to 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 random out top end players so what would you do to legitimately or what do you think is going to get nerfed about him specifically yeah i mean considering you're adjusting characters down here overall what i just talked about um i think you can tweak him further with stuff like making his whiff knees more punishable mm-hmm. and just a few of the other kind of just do it moves that Urian has where he goes you know what I hope this works but if it doesn't yeah you know kind of thing it's fine like that is really the main stuff about this character that needs to be adjusted like you could do like the um his headbutts his normal headbutts being uh, I know that on whiff they're fairly punishable but even on block you could probably make them punishable um there's a there's a number of things you can kind of do that Urian just kind of gets away with that he doesn't need to get away with he doesn't need this stuff he's a really good character uh some people have him as number one in this game um and uh, I'll get into that here in a second but yeah he can play neutral like a star like a rock star yeah. Why does he need safe special moves to, to make it even worse? Because not only does he get to do those things, but you're also juggling the potential of the fact that he could be doing those things at any time. So exactly. you're trying to like, yeah. Yeah, it's if you remember what I said about Bison placing in tournament quite a bit in the CPT 2020 <laughs> season. Well, let's take that as a starting basis and then increase it for Urian because that's what happened. This character appeared in a half 
half of all the top eights of the CPT this year, even more than the dictator. 55% of the time Yuri made a top eight, he there were multiple people playing him in that top eight. Not only did he make half the CPTs, half the time, more than half the time when he made those top eights, multiple people were using him. That is how good this guy is. He won a CPT event. He got second and third a bit as well in those CPT events. The, the, this is an overall very, very, very high impact character in season five of, of Street Fighter V. been using him more than Akuma, hasn't he, and Topanga? Uh, yeah, it's I, I okay so I yes but I honestly think Tokido is going to come out and say I was doing this so Akuma did not get nerfed I did I was trying to sway it's like it was an online season I didn't care as much about this I really cared about Akuma staying intact and bullcrap on you Tokido a freaking Akuma's <laughs> gonna get nerfed or I'm gonna I'm gonna die trying getting that freaking guy nerfed because he needs to be nerfed so bad we'll get into him later mm-hmm. uh but um um anyway um Yurian uh, is very, very, very popular. Uh, he, he's. He, I think there's a case to be made that he's like the number one tournament character. Uh, I, you know, I didn't go back and, and run the the history of that, but he's definitely very far up there right now. Would you do anything to his V trigger one? I I would change how he can activate into it. That would be one thing that I would do because he has 50 different ways to activate into it and they're all really good. They're not all really good, but a number of them are just a little too good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe decreasing maybe the, the frame data um, on the first initial startup or something like that because I think it's like five or six frames that it comes out in. So he can punish some stuff with it just raw, right? Because um, it travels pretty far across the screen, um, coming out that quickly. Like there, I wouldn't necessarily uh, adjust a lot outside of the V-Trigger once it's kind of up and out, but like maybe the activation uh, from it uh, and um, uh, the actual activation startup, like those are the things I would adjust with it. What about, uh, and and I'm not, I haven't really sat through this, but like, what about the idea of making it scale a little more when it's used in combos? Like it counts for two hits instead of one, something like that. Yeah, it, it, it's um, I, I go back to it that uh, when you have these builds in your hand, like when Capcom is actually implementing the stuff, what you're doing all the time, uh, sometimes you you put it into practice and you're like, oh, man, this sucks. Like this really hurts the game if it's implemented in this way. So mm. uh, I, 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 I do have some specifics I get into here, but like I'm also kind of of the mind of you get too far into specifics and it can it can kind of like get lost in translation of what's actually going to be the result. Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, but yes, I, I, I think that. There's a number of things here to look at, and, and definitely his V-Trigger is one of them. Yeah. Um, just as a kind of general rule for uh, most characters that are p- particularly strong right now, um, I keep finding myself going, uh, that move, whatever it is, insert crazy move, needs to have more recovery. Or, or you know, it just has to have more risk associated with it. It's like you don't really want to turn down those characters too much in what they can do because, I mean, it's been a while. It's, it, they've figured out what they kind of want out of them and all that stuff. But what you can really do is just make people, force people to consider what they're going to do a little bit more, you know? So it's like, yeah. I can't just throw this move out there and not think about it because I might get hit. And it's like, it's still really good on in everything that it does. But if I use it in a cavalier manner, it, it might come back to bite me and at least give that. So at least like, let us whiff punish something if we've set it up to, to whiff punish, you know, mm-hmm. uh, man, I'm thinking about that, uh, that Akuma Honda video that we saw oh, earlier. I'm sure that's man. going up on the site at some point if it's not already, oh. but Oh, anyways, uh, I, I will I will narrate that one really quickly. Just okay. Hon, Honda does a um, a headbutt on Akuma's demon flip kind of grab and all which, that. Which which is was it his grab or is his palm? Because I think grab would get him. But I the, think it's a palm. Yeah, yeah, I guess. yeah. And so uh, basically, what happens is Akuma's um, 
uh, head hitbox actually whiffs Akuma the entire time, even though he made the correct read, the correct move. Like, just Akuma's hit and hurt boxes are so ridiculously bonkers. It ends up whiffing, and Akuma ends up actually punishing Honda and winning the match because. Because he's Akuma. Because that's, he's that's Akuma. <laughs> it's it's he's in a, slow motion, uh, and the, the uh, Akuma flips. He does the, the palm, and, you know, for those that don't know, Honda's heavy headbutt makes his, like, upper body invincible to, to airborne attacks, I believe is what it is. So he's and it's his anti-air headbutt. So then he, Honda's just completely in Akuma's stomach for the entirety of a fierce headbutt, and nothing happens. Akuma doesn't get hit, and then he just he recovers from the palm, and then he just hits the Honda, and the Honda dies. It's just like... Uh, we have to finish up on Yuri in here, and, and you guys might be going, why the hell do you have? Like, you feel this passionate about Akuma. Why is he at number three? I will explain that in a minute, but we got to finish up on, on, on Yuri in first. Uh, and I'll, I'll just say that that Yuri has been nerfed pretty solidly before. Uh, he was one of the characters that I was referring to here when, when I talked about um, season four characters. He was top 10 top 15 or something like that he got so much better um uh in season five and literally i think capcom needs to start by taking everything every single thing every single buff they give him in season five and revert it that is how stupid all the season five buffs were they made a terrible choice there uh, you can keep his v skill too intact but make it start up longer it would take longer to get to all this kind of stuff that they just give him that he did not need uh he was a perfectly acceptable character literally remove everything from him and they give him more stun be- right <laughs> Yeah, I. It's just what Yuri's getting you stunned this? too often. So, uh. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, so but he's been nerfed solidly before. We have seen it. I don't think Capcom is afraid to do it again, right? And, and I and I do want to end this on that. That I don't think Yuri is as fully brain dead as someone like Bison. It, it's he's not entirely removed from that, but. You know, just requiring players to think and have intent. I love that word that you've used so much on the podcast here is intent. Like, have, let people display their skills out there. Let them do that. Like, he's not the worst like thing in terms of brain dead play but it's still way too much for how strong he is and you dial that back a bit and i think he ends up in a pretty good spot uh and thankfully i again i don't think capcom's too afraid to do it good i hope that that's the timeline we're living in and we see that all come to fruition and urian falls down to being worse than alex all right so i have <laughs> i have akuma at number three uh you have him at number two number two how the hell do i have him at number three when i have spoken about as passionately about Akuma being just freaking stupid because you don't think they're actually gonna nerf him is what you're thinking right like they're like oh yeah we should be nerfing Akuma more than anybody else but is he ever the biggest loser even when he has the longest list of nerfs is he ever the biggest loser are we super jaded yes but you know what we're just calling it like we see it, man. Yep. So this is this is our predictions on on not what we would do, but our predictions on what we think would happen. And the problem is there are very few games where Akuma isn't a very strong character that have ever existed in Street Fighter history. And Capcom just kind of seemingly designs this guy to be top end every single time out. It's not like it's not like you look at Akuma's moves and you go, oh, that looks fair. You know, <laughs> that, those are words that no sane person who understands fighting games has ever said about this freaking guy. It is ridiculous. You go down the list and it's like, oh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Like it, it, they nerfed this guy. Look, look at his season five changes. They increased the pushback on crouching medium punch, was a, which is a big time move for him. They added three frames of additional recovery on his forward throw. Plus, they expanded the hurt box on his crouching heavy punch, standing medium kick, and on his EX demon flip. All those moves got more punishable. 
and there were plus there were other nerfs and he still ended up being hands down the number one character because instead of having just ridiculous privilege they just toned it down to mostly ridiculous privilege <laughs> that is what that was their adjustment here and it's like oh i have to rely on my other a minus moves like that's all i have is a minuses across the board that's a shame too bad you know it, it Oh, nope, I, I, it messed up, but it's okay. It worked out. I got my training <laughs> wheels and my safety nets, and I'll just take the second best option, which is, oh, I hit you this way instead. Oh, I didn't get my side switch, but I'll get it in the next time because I get Oki oh, from this man. mistake. <laughs> uh, if, if, if he really, I wanted this guy to be number one on my list. I really did, but it's like, I just, I don't think Capcom's going to do it. And, and it, it, they're going to have to throw the kitchen sink at this guy to truly knock him down several ranks. It's it's that bad. And I think they're unwilling to do that. He, he's going to get hit. Like, I really do think it's why he's number three on my list. I just don't think they're capable of hitting him hard enough to dethrone him enough to where, where he was going to be like, you know, the, the biggest loser out of this. Right. Maybe Capcom's going to surprise me here. History shows they won't. Yeah. Well, you know, what I'd like to see is stuff like when he throws an air fireball and retrigger one, it uses like half of his retrigger. I mean, and you go, wow, that's pretty drastic. I'm not sure exactly what he uses now. I think he could throw it like three or four of them if he wanted to, maybe 70. 15, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, it's 15. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but like, you know how powerful it is to throw that move? You know that because you've listened to this podcast and we talk about it every single week uh, because it just burns in our hearts and our souls all the time. But it, it that's what it would take uh, in my estimation uh, to get this character to be to a place where and, and he still gets to do the crazy thing it's just that he only gets to do it once or twice per v trigger and again it's like it's not deciding everything all the time and i and I, I would hope for the sake of of like rotating top tiers that they continue to they continue to hit this character. It's like, you want Akuma up there? Yeah, he's, he's badass. He's one of those characters that you accept at the top to an extent. But, man, I'm, just, I'm tired of it. And I think a lot of people yeah. are, too. And he's you talked in earlier about like when matches end and someone has that kind of like snide, I got away with it and I totally shouldn't have grin. Like, Akuma players live with that on their face. I play with one on the <laughs> regular... They don't even have the shame to display it. They're just, they're so used to the privilege. It they don't happens even have on the shame. character selected. It's like Akuba. And you look over and like, yeah, <laughs> I guess I win. Unless you're playing Urian and then maybe sometimes you'll win. Uh, but no, I mean, it's, I'd like to see what has happened with Rashid. And I'm, I'm not even, I'm not certain that yeah. Rashid has fallen far enough. But as far as I can tell, it's like, it's a lot better than it used to be. I'm, I'm okay yeah. with it. So, and it took like three pretty heavy, two or three pretty heavy balance patches to get Rashid to an acceptable place. Uh, Akuma was there for all of that too and has been getting hit as well. But it's going to take something even more for Akuma. Do it one more time and see if we can't get him into a good place. Do something with this V trigger, man. It's just, it's, I'm tired of it. Or yeah. maybe just give him an instant air teleport and backwards boomerang fireballs, because that would be cool too. But just do something, man. <laughs> just either go crazy in one direction or the other at this point. Uh, I will mention that that his EX air fireball needs something like, just to give an example for people, um, it needs more than four freaking frames of recovery on whiff. You know, uh, that's what it has right now is if he does an EX air fireball and it completely whiffs, it completely botches it. He just did it wrong, which is hard to do. It's legitimately actually hard to miss with this freaking move. He has four frames of recovery 
for doing it wrong. That's what he does. And it's just like, what? Why? Why would you do that? Um, Especially when characters like Alex exist and they have four frames of recovery of like their their idle animation. Like, it's it's bad. So add a height restriction on that thing to, to a heavy degree. It prevents it from being used as a defensive tool right now. And then you can also reduce the amount of projectile durability or hits it has because right now it's currently beating out super moves. Super moves with a ton of durability, projectile armor, whatever the hell you want to call it in this game, it beats those out. And, and you you can't look at that and go, ah, oh, it's fine, you know, kind of thing. It's There's so much wrong with this guy, we could literally fill an entire podcast just breaking him down. It, it, it's, ugh, it's disgusting. So to, to put a bow on this here, a couple other things to look at, his standing medium kick, his crouching heavy punch, these moves are stupidly strong. And there's just no shortage of things that you can do and adjust with this guy, but that's just, that's kind of a basis to look at right there. Those are the ones that we see over and over and over again. They're great. When you see moves used, to that degree that often you can dial them back a bit and they're still going to be great they're still going to be fun to use for akuma players and all that kind of stuff but but man this guy oh man i wish i had him higher than number three on my list (laughs) i really wish i did but john let's let's, i'm i'm not going to start vomiting i think here on the air like people are going to hear me retching and stuff that's not going to be good so we better get into your number one yeah who do you have well i think we probably have the same number one on three we should say it ready one two three chun lee No, oh. I'm just kidding. It was Seth. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's Seth. Uh, Seth has been absolutely the uh, in the limelight, and everybody's using Seth. And you watch Street Fighter League, and that's everybody's character. Um, and and there, it, it's for good reason. Seth is really designed to be a <laughs> to be a pretty strong character from the get go. When get go, when it comes to Street Fighter Five, got a plenty of moves from plenty of different um, um, distances and angles, plenty of damage output, everything that they need to thrive. Um, I, I wouldn't say Seth is the number one character in the game. I think he's got plenty of little issues about him, but um, I will say that there's no way that Seth isn't on the chopping block here. If Capcom is even halfway paying attention to what the community is saying, um, Seth is uh, winning John, stuff plenty. Yeah. I, I, so, so I want to go back to this. I, I have Seth number one too, uh, just to make that clear. Um, this is the ultimate pocket character is how I look at Seth because they, he is seemingly someone that they, everyone randomly will bust out in tournament. Like, and, and it's not necessarily that everyone's meaning Seth, but almost everyone seems to play this character. And that's where I go. You're like, I don't think they're the number one character of the game. And I agree with you. And that is, but that is the issue is that their usage is so extreme. Oh, it's like yeah. It, so, yeah. Um, there's a couple of ways or a couple of timelines that could lay out here. I can see a Capcom that leaves Seth alone. <laughs> Maybe even gives him a buff. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but I would not be amazed if that happened. Um, there's also one where Seth just gets absolutely murdered and loses everything, and then you kind of lose the character. And I wrote an article a couple months back about, uh, I think it was even before I really started playing Seth, and it was that like, I, it was, it was a, thing is when I was inspired to begin because there was so much potential, so many good things about the character, but it doesn't feel like it's absolutely crazy broken, at least not like a couple of other characters are, where it's it's kind of acceptable, perhaps with the uh, big time exception of the axe kick. That's the third and the best timeline. As a Seth player, I think that if you were to add some recovery or just just something about the axe kick that doesn't make it such a brainlessly easy move to use and get 
so much, <laughs> so much out of it. Um, that would be pretty appropriate. Where Seth is going to be one of the best characters in the game. It's a good look that Seth is one of the best characters in the game. Um, people aren't necessarily hating them, although I will mm-hmm. say that they're hating that axe kick, and for good reason. So best yeah. timeline, axe kick gets nerfed, and then we see where we're at. And Daigo's in a very similar boat as you. He, he they, you know, he was asked about Seth, and he plays against Seth a lot. I believe he's used Seth a bit too. Mm-hmm. And and he was like, "Look, just make their axe kick have more recovery. That would be great." Um, but I don't think that's going far enough. And and especially considering you know Daigo's statements about like he's like, "Oh, Akuma's good. Wow, I didn't I didn't see that one coming." It's like, <laughs> what? You know, like I don't fully trust Daigo's judgment after that one. I'll just say. But um, so another thing I would probably look at is like their V trigger one damage. That probably could be dialed back a bit. Um, I know that sometimes when I'm getting hit by some of the stuff that John is doing. It's like, ooh, like that did a lot of damage with like how many, I mean, it's it's a three bar V trigger that's not lost on me, but like just how much like you're able to kind of eke out of that. Like I can see a few minor adjustments. Like when you're talking about removing 10 or 20 damage for something, that's not going to be a make or break for the character. And, and I so very heavily agree with you that this is not the number one character in the game. Uh, I, I still have them only around the top 10. Like maybe they're top five. Like I, I, I wouldn't hardcore disagree with that. Oh, it's because um, I'm not good enough to make him seem strong. Well, you play a bad <laughs> matchup, dog. Like that that's something I've told you over and over again I, I really think Monat wins that matchup very clearly um and and so I, I but I the, the thing that I go back to and, and is that the results have been overwhelmingly incredible for Seth and and that's why I can't see a scenario where Capcom keeps them intact and it's why I have the number one it, it is it, literally I think their results have been pretty much out of control and, and I like I, and results that or usage is, both okay um well okay both to some extent I'll, and i'll get into that but in in when that has happened in the past capcom has traditionally knocked those characters down pretty hard when they see that kind of level of usage so if you look at the u.s and japan street fighter leagues um it, it's terrible there it's not bad there like the, the cpt itself is bad enough but th- this is really crazy um seth is used all the time it was so bad on the u.s side that we saw seven mirror matches with Seth throughout the competition so far. Not joking, seven times both players were using Seth. Now, now, now this is when there is a ban, so exactly. a lot of people have lost their best character, and so they have to go to their pocket, which, like you said, ultimate pocket character. Ultimate pocket character. And, and so, but Seth has won two CPT events. That's big time. Uh, but just like with Urien, they also appeared in half of the top eights of all the CPT events this year. So it, it's like we're talking about a character who who ran rampant in Street Fighter League, but also had usage comparable to Urien. Won two CPT events. Like that, it's starting, it's like, oh. And so there's so much that I want to see intact with Seth because, like, they're exactly what I wanted Capcom to make their DLC characters. Uh, I agree with Seth being the strong uh, because it gets people to play them and I think people are going to hang on and play them more in the future because the design is really interesting they are a compelling Street Fighter 5 character there's a lot going there and I think if you just knock them down to more you know a a little bit I think that people will stick with them and enjoy playing the character quite a bit and and, but that you got that initial surge you got a bunch of people playing them and and even to this day I don't think a lot of people are talking about how big of a problem Seth is Mm -hmm. it's more of you and I studying the history here and knowing what Capcom looks at and and us thinking like oh boy that that we have Seth as number one there's not a lot of complaints in the community about him unless I'm missing it like it, it's 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 mostly just kind of you and I afraid of what Capcom and what their history is yeah Tyrant and Pax had that video where they were pretty uh pretty vehement about how ridiculously powerful Seth was 
Um, and then and again, that's kind of what got me in, initially intrigued on this level and led me to play the character. But uh, yeah, it, it might be that kind of case of, of like the DLC character that's designed to be a little bit too good to get people to play. And Seth is one of the few characters that hasn't gone through a, a balance patch at all. You know, so very unrefined yeah. relative to the rest of the cast, just Seth and Gil. And hey, who was our, you know, big front runner for most likely to get the most buffs next time, if not, you know, the other the other recent character that came out because they haven't been through these uh, been through these refinements yet. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, and, and as a Seth player. I'm I, I don't want them to turn the character into something that's like I, I'm fine with it now and I wouldn't be upset if they got rid of the the axe kicks power as it is now and I don't know maybe nerf forward throw a little bit or something yeah. like that I, whatever but as long as they don't like make the character not fun to play then I think they're good and I don't think they need to do much I really yeah. don't I think that the community the people that are not playing Seth are okay with them not doing too much just a little bit and um, and again you like you've brought up a couple times and I I've I kind of failed to do this when I was assessing things so I appreciate that you were talking about this but it also is in relation to the way that the other characters around them shift and um, and if there, there's there's a happy ending there if, if, if all goes well but that's a big if it's Seth does not inspire that 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 hate that anger that these other just characters. The you know, yeah, <laughs> I mean it, it. It's just really that, and it's like. But most people are like, yeah, you know, tweak it, and it's fine. You know, it's a that is one of the more brain dead aspects of the character when you see that in the hands of a high great player. But there also is a bit of an execution requirement on that too. You know, oh, you're, dude, you're not doing last last time. I think it was it was like these are top level players like Shen or or or, or Oil King or someone was uh was screwing up dive or uh, axe kick yep. inputs on Street Fighter League like crazy at a very yep. intense, you know, time. I was like, oh it's not just me. Cool. Yeah, no, it, it, it's it's they're legitimate. And Seth is one of the more higher execution characters and you know, it's it, there's a lot of things like if Seth is a number one character in the final season, I'm okay with that. You know, like I, that's not oh, going too. to just, yeah. It, it, well, of course you are, <laughs> but um, um uh, well, well played. Um, but um, you're definitely going to clip that and put that on Twitter and say, hey, Capcom fighters, check this out. Boom, both guys, uh, you know, both yep. guys agree. But um, anyway, um. Uh, it, it's it's not the worst look for the game, but I would like to see them tweaked a bit more. But I mean, uh, they will become a sore thumb if they're not tweaked at all. You know, like that. If you left them perfectly intact right now uh, and you nerfed everyone else around them, I think that's it's going to be a big issue. So I mean, but just tweak them down a bit, you know, and, and then kind of let the. I remember, um, and, and yeah, I can say this. Uh, Combo Fiend told us one time uh, we were talking to him about you know the balance of Ultra Street Fighter Four, and he said one of the the most important goals we've we've had for this you know the game the team is like. We want the discussion of who the number one character is to be ambiguous, mm -hmm. like in Top terms 10, of like maybe. top ten. Should yeah, be like yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, and and is as good like and we hold up Ultra Street Fighter 4 on a pedestal for its balance for good reason uh, the game is extremely well balanced they, they did a great job with it and I'm not saying characters like you know Dudley and Gokin are as good as you know Yun and Evil Ryu and other stuff like that I'm not saying that but at least the, the separation the blurred lines between those tiers they did a great job with that and I think that's ultimately what you kind of aim for here with this next season where you know you, you're, you're going to have Colleen, Akuma, Yurian uh, all those characters pretty far off the list right we, we kind of expect that and that's okay as long as those lines are fairly blurred between let's say Colleen and Balrog you know are, are these other characters in the game like the, the blurrier the lines the more fun the game is because you're not feeling as cheated you're not feeling like that that person won at the character select screen right yeah. you, you, you feel much more uh, motivated and, and like you're having a, a very 
harmonious, like a, a, a honest experience to some degree. We're, we're just talking about honesty in Street Fighter Five. That's not lost on me, but it's more honest than it is now when you feel like that person is really having to work either as hard as you or nearly as hard as you to get the same results. And that is where a lot of the magic in fighting games is. This is why we talk about balance so much. And and so aiming for that, like I, I think it's a really good goal. And I, I do know from Capcom's history, that is a goal they have, just how they go about it. You know, that's up for debate, but yeah. You know, all those things you said, they were the things that I was thinking. So <laughs> um, I do, unless you have any more on, on the, the main subject yep. here, I do have one other thing I wanted to talk about briefly. Hit me. And that is a Raptor, Raptors recommendation. And that is an old ass game now that we played yesterday, a little title called Left for Dead. <laughs> it's on like Steam for, I think it's like three bucks and you can get all of it. Left 4 Dead 1, Left 4 Dead 2, and all the DLC. It's a zombie survival game, a co-op usually. And uh, I've been playing it with uh, Dream King as of late, little uh, co-op endeavors. And we we roped in John here, Catalyst, yesterday and had a wonderful time as far as I could tell. But I, I'm actually going to turn it over to you because this was the first time you ever played this game, right? Mm-hmm. What was your Left 4 Dead experience like? Oh, and by the way, for the guy that jumped in first time, he's played plenty of first-person shooters, but he jumps in, he's like, how does this work for two seconds? And then he's just like going there, killing everything perfectly and murdering the special infected like before they even pop up on the screen and stuff. So uh, definitely has a knack for what he was doing. And it was uh, it was nice to be able to play with someone that wasn't just the computer. You know, it was really leveled up the experience. But how was it for you? It was great. It, it's a Valve game, and I love Valve games. So um, it's uh, Valve's one of my favorite game companies of all time. Uh, shouts to Half Life Alex, a VR game. Uh, it is the best shooter I have ever played in my entire life. Um, so, but Left 4 Dead was great. It, it's a lot of fun, great co op uh, type of game. Uh, really enjoyed it. I know we're preaching to probably a lot of the choir here. A lot of you have, have played it before, but if you have not, it is like a few bucks on Steam. It is really worth your time. Get you a friend, go play some Left 4 Dead, check it out. The The worlds in there are amazing. I, I sometimes go through really slowly just to appreciate the worlds. And, and the paths that they carve out for you are slightly different every time. Like there, there's a there's like a real-time AI director that chooses how hard things are going to be and, and like which doors end up opened or closed and uh, where it's going to drop items for you and when it's going to send a whole bunch of zombies at a choke point stuff like that it's a little different every time you play through very immersive worlds that are are fairly realistic and you're like man i just go and submerse myself into this crazy awesome zombie apocalypse atmosphere with a few buddies and kind of a lot of us in the fgc i bet you have had conversations with a close friend about exactly how things would go in a zombie apocalypse this is one of the closest ways you and your friend can like play out those scenarios and uh, it's a lot of fun so highly recommend you go and you play some left for dead if you haven't before and if you have before uh and you haven't in 10 years it's still just as fun if not more so so go play some left for dead I'm super disappointed you have not brought up racist Oh tanks my yet. gosh. I was thinking we were going to get through without calling the tanks racist, but uh, yeah, they, they, the tanks always go for Steven and we, we haven't yeah. been able to figure out why. Uh, I, I think maybe it's his kiting abilities, but, but it's probably just that they're racist and they go for, uh, yeah. for Steven. <laughs> Yeah, Steven's Mexican, and and uh, it's it's just funny. It's like because I I I've been hearing about this for weeks. It's the first time I played against the guys, and I'm like, whatever. I'm like, you guys are just kind of seeing things and stuff like that. And so I go in there and play, and like the the tank, like it's just a, a giant zombie, right? And it runs at you, and it, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. It's yeah. awesome. Um, and it was like halfway to like all the other players, and like Steven's like a good you know. 20 feet further away than everyone else and for some reason the stupid thing 
turns directly at him and runs at him. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, that was weird, but that's definitely not going to happen again. It happened again and it happened again and it kept happening. And I'm like, these, these tanks are freaking racist. They, they were right. I can't believe it. Like I, and so valve is one of my favorite game makers, but the whole racist tank stuff has got to go. They need to patch that crap out. That's messed up to do, but there it Raptor is. Raptor recommends for most people to, uh, to enjoy left for dead. Yes. Racist tanks. Definitely no dice. Though. So all right, y'all. that's going to wrap us up for this week of the Eventus podcast. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back with you soon.